Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Justin Howe is a Chicago-based, internationally touring blues and roots singer who hits the stage as the classic one-man and a guitar with a harmonica. He honed his craft by listening to a collection of old recordings discovered in the basement of the University of Chicago while he was a student there. Justin's second record, Wanderlust, is set to release on December 1st. He is our guest on this edition of Americana Music Profiles. Hi Justin, welcome to the podcast today. Thanks for joining us. Hi Greg, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Glad to get a chance to talk to you and uh, talk about your, your music and your new Record Wonderlust. I um, we're talking to you from uh, Chicago. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. All right, right, right Away in the heart from the, the windy city. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, right in the heart of Chicago. You are you in, in right in the heart of Chicago? Okay. I'm uh, I'm currently in in the little village neighborhood, which is uh, a little west of downtown. Okay. And that's been home for how long? Um, <clears throat> I would say now, let's see, 15 years. Okay. All right. Awesome. Yeah, 15 years. I, um, uh, was reading, uh, some of the, the notes and, and I, I love the story of, um, how you begin performing, uh, while you were pursuing your PhD. Can you, will you, will you share that with us? Uh, yeah, so... I began playing music uh, while I was in grad school at the University of Chicago, and um, partly as as a, as, a, as a way to take a break from my study, but also just because I enjoyed it. And um, I started teaching a class at um, at some point in my uh, in my graduate studies, and I, I met um, a drummer. And then also in the class, I met a, uh, a guy who was a good guitarist. And then I had a colleague who was a bass player, mm. and it just turns out that all these people we knew, uh, who knew each other, uh, happened to play different instruments. And I was I was uh, writing songs. I was beginning to write songs and sing um, at open mics around town. So um, I decided that maybe we could uh, um, start recording some of the songs yeah. that uh, I had been written that, that I had been writing. So. Um, I went out to the studio and I uh, started 
taking these guys out, and we were laying down some tracks. And um, eventually there was a friend of ours who heard that we uh, were putting a band together, and, you know, I didn't really think about it as putting a band together. I, <laughs> I thought about it as writing songs and recording them. I, I wasn't really thinking beyond that at the time. Yeah. Um, and then um, at that conversation... The, the the band had never played together at oh, really? all, okay. playing individual parts in the, uh, in the studio. So we got together and played at a house party and just had a great time and uh, really, really clicked with each other. And then we um, started playing around town uh, for a few years, and, and that was in around 2011. Okay. And um, we... we um, and then we played played for a few years, and then some of these guys had to move on to other other parts of the globe. Uh, the bass player now lives in the Netherlands, where he was originally from. Uh, the drummer is now in Canada, and uh, the guitarist is still here in Chicago. But uh, those the tracks that we recorded and that uh, that came out of that period are on my first album. What we called it Justin Howe Salty Dogs. Yeah, and uh, yeah, That's so um, yeah, so so that was um, how we started playing music around town. And um, as I as I continued my my graduate work, when uh, when I finished uh, in 2016, I thought I would uh, treat myself and. Um, you know, I, I didn't have an academic job. It, it, you know, it's rich, but it's hard to get one of those these days. Yeah. <laughs> so I decided that what I would do is uh, uh, drive down to Oxford, Mississippi to attend the annual uh, Faulkner conference. And then um, and, and I said, well, you know, if I'm going down there driving, I might as well uh, book some gigs along the way. And I, at this time, I'd never uh, played music outside of Chicago. Okay. Um, gig that is, you know, so, um, uh, well, I, 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 I step back, I think I had played, played a few days there, I don't know, town, in, in one or two other towns, but, but anyway, um, I had not toured before, uh-huh. so, uh, so I went on a short tour, and, um, after the first night, I realized, so I could actually do this, yeah, <laughs> um, Long term, yeah. And, uh, so I, so I, I, I've been doing it ever since. And and that was and, a solo uh, gig, right? You you weren't with any of your bandmates. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. My my touring has has all been solo, actually. Yeah. Um. I find that. Uh, well, I, I guess I guess that was um, the first thing that I had done. Um, I've talked with some other guys about taking their act, taking act an act on the road before. Um, I, I now play with some some other guys here in town. Uh, sometimes when the, when the gig calls for it, you know, we, we'll get a gig at a, a, a bar here here and there, or a gig at the university, and um, um, ask these guys to, to come play. And you know, they they've expressed interest in going on the road, and, and uh, you know, we, we we've talked about this having uh, not happened yet, but maybe maybe some some kind of. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And you you have uh, uh, Mississippi roots, right? Is that is that where you uh, yeah, started I originally? Was, I was born and raised in uh, Mississippi, and um, 
came to, came to Chicago, and, and from Mississippi, I moved to Texas for okay. uh, about three or four years. And right. then from Texas, I, I came to Chicago. Three good here. states for blues. <laughs> All three different kinds of blues, yeah, too. Yeah, not, not, not bad. Not yeah. bad. Different, <laughs> different kinds of blues. Yeah. That's for sure. When did the journey in music and, and uh, this, this love of blues start for you? How, how far back in your, in your young life, childhood, maybe? One of my earliest memories of um, blues music um, this was when my, my grandfather took me to in Mississippi and told me about the Blue Yoder, Jimmy Rogers. Yeah, okay. And, and, um, and, and, then, and then later, um, when, when we got home, he had a couple of um, vinyls that, that Jimmy Rogers that he played for him. I now have those in my own collection. Oh, awesome. But, um, yeah, so, um, anyway, you know, I, I, uh, had learned Jimmy Rogers' music, uh, growing up and, um, knew about him, the so-called singing brakeman, uh, also known as the singing brakeman, but, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, eventually I learned that, uh, well, he had, he had sources. He was drawing from, uh, black musicians that that he had learned from, uh-huh. and was basically taking the twelve bar blues and giving it his own little spin. Instead of doing a, a, a turnaround at the top and going to the one, he'll he would yodel. <laughs> yeah. But um, but 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 I but I I, I also learned uh, not not too long ago that uh, Jimmy Rogers and Howling Wolf were were kind of chummy huh. at times when uh, yeah. back when Howling Wolf was still living in this before he moved to Chicago. Huh. Um, but, um, but yeah, so, so I, I, uh, I sort of was introduced to the blues um, uh, from, from, from Jimmy Rogers and then, and then looking for uh, sources and, and, and learning uh, how it appropriated that music for, for himself and sort of introduced to a new audience, you know. Right. So um, I, while I was um, studying, at uh, Chicago, I um, would often uh, they have, a, they have a very big record collection that I took advantage oh, cool. of, and um, I would I would browse and check out things, uh, and take take it home and listen to it, and um, I and I discovered a lot of uh, artists that I'd never heard before, and just really started studying it and um, enjoying it. And I uh, started lear- learning how to do it myself, you know. So um, I, I have I have them to credit. When when did it um, when did it morph into a songwriting um, pursuit for you? When when did those influences begin to push you into that direction? Uh, I think that um, I was I was trying to write so writing songs from the very beginning. I sort of. As I mentioned, I cut my teeth some Jimmy Rogers tunes, and um, then I I would start thinking, well, you know, I'm 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 I'm, I'm learning a particular style, and, uh, and then I would develop that style even more. Uh-huh. And, you know, I, I, I I certainly um, have uh, have not have not stayed within a Jimmy Rogers kind of playing style, but um, I play more slide guitar now than anything else. Uh, and or or play play at least in a note tuning sometimes slides sometimes not yeah but um and I um 
was was using those songs and his models and um and then thinking about situations that human beings can get themselves into sometimes and sort of looking at these uh broad questions and aspects of the human spirit and thing or, or asking what 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 might this person feel in mm-hmm. the situation what might like this person um think or stay uh in, in trying to respond to a particular problem. Um, so I, I think that's largely what the blues does. Right. And um, so so I, 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 I began uh, sort of, um, as, as, as Faulkner might say, uh, creating characters and, and, and just kind of mm. sit back and see what happens to them. Mm-hmm. See what they get themselves into. <laughs> so, uh, that that's that's how I approach the songwriting task, and that that's how I think think about it. Um, and sometimes that comes from um, that that kind of inspiration uh, comes from playing a groove that 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 I really like. Uh, maybe maybe it's something that I'm just sitting down with the guitar and I'm. Playing around and, and come up with a, a, a particular riff or a group and evoke some kind of feeling that uh, suggests a mm-hmm. particular setting. Mm-hmm. So, so that that that, or or sometimes you know, I'll I'll start with uh, a phrase, a line, and um, maybe a, 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 just a piece of a song, and, and try to put it to music. I usually work the other way around. Is that something that you um, have a intentional process about, or is this uh, is your songwriting kind of an ongoing thing, or do you compartmentalize that in your life? Um, you know, there there are times I've, I've I think about it as I've got a kind of uh, a hopper, you know, a songwriting hopper, and I'm always trying to add little notes and material. Uh, sometimes fully developed songs to that, mm-hmm. uh, and then when I'm ready to, to record something or ready to get something ready to perform live, I'll sort of get off from that. Um, and some, some, you know, I, when, whenever the news visits you, I would say it's pretty un- unpredictable. I mean, sometimes yeah. I'll, I'll I'll dream certain melodies or certain grooves, and I'll wake up and and uh, kind of. Um, mumble something in, in my phone, record it, you know, so uh, I'll remember uh, it the next day or later. Uh, um, that's cool. But, 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 but sometimes you just sit down intensely and say, well, uh, okay, let's um, spend, spend some time writing a song, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, um, and, and, and I would say that uh, the songs on my new album um, are, are kind of a combination of those um the, the, those approaches. You know, some of them were came out of dreams. Some of them um, were songs that I, I just sat down and uh, and, and, and wrote, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. intending to write songs. So, so it uh, it's I, I would say it's, it's always different, but always um, trying to be, be 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 attentive to those opportunities whenever they come up because they are. Uh, sometimes surprising and unpredictable. Yeah, yeah. I I um I love the way you incorporate the harmonica. It, it has a bit of a uh, Jimmy Reed vibe 
going oh, yeah. on with it. Is when did that um, when did mixing the guitar and and harmonica together with your music um, come into play? Has that always been something that you've uh, incorporated together? Uh, yeah, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. So that that particular uh, decision that that I made on this recent album, as as you as you just had a kind of um, um, conversation between the guitar and the harmonica throughout, mm-hmm. and um, I I um I was inspired mostly by this, this album on Fat Possum label. Um, by Fred McDowell and uh, Johnny Woods, Fred, Fred McDowell being the, the guitar player and Johnny Woods playing harmonica, uh-huh. and um, the, the, the album called Mama Says I'm Crazy. Okay. And they, they, they tend to have this, um, this conversation between, between the two instruments, and they're, they're so in sync. Uh-huh. That um, it, it, it's really it's really amazing. So that was sort of my my inspiration okay. uh, for for playing in that particular way. Uh, and uh, when you when you when you listen to that record, um, I think one oftentimes in, in in a lot of music we hear the harmonica uh, played is basically an effect instrument, or it's kind right. of in the background, but. Uh, oh, this this record. Um, I mean, the guitar and the harmonica are the same volume and mix. Yeah, right? yeah. And um, and and of course, that's like you said, Jimmy Reed. That that was true of him in Chicago. Other Chicago uh, blues artists. Um, that was a time when the harmonica was the loudest instrument in the band. Yeah, you know, for, <laughs> for, for for particular, you know, depending on the band you're listening yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. But um, so. Uh, so yeah, that's 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 the the that that's what really influenced my decision there in, in the mix. So I I, I appreciate you uh, noticing that. Yeah, no, I I really I dig the way you you put those two together and and um, you know just just understanding a bit of the 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 journey of of you researching by listening to all of those old records and then the 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 uh the the different exposures to the different uh, regions of blues that have been part of your uh part of your life uh traveling you know through to your present destination all, all of that you can knowing that i i can feel those those uh, different uh, presences in in your execution of your different music so uh, i i really do um i appreciate the the uh, consciousness if if it's that if it's that clear, you know, of what it, what it, right. uh, what, how it shows up in your music. So it's, um, yeah, yeah. It, it's cool. I, I like the way it all, it all comes out of the mix for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ha- have you yeah. been able to, um, get back to playing any, how, how is it for you and your part of the country and, and being able to get out and share some of this new music? Uh, not, not live yet. So, yeah. um, okay. you know, that, that was, that was partly uh, so. Um, you might be, <laughs> excuse me. You might be interested in this. Uh, being from uh, Virginia, so I um, was was set at the end of March to go out on a, a, a long tour, a long national tour that mm-hmm. I, I do every year. And, uh, and actually, I was I was leaving Chicago. I was planning to leave Chicago, 
at the end of the month, uh, at the end of March, and um, uh, so for the past few years, I've been kind of nomadic. I haven't had a, a permanent residence. Okay. I've been on the road uh-huh. uh, for 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 most most or half of the year at least. You know, so I've been staying in uh, um, short to long term places, and I was in a, in a situation then where I was uh, checking out of a place that I had been in three months, and I was about to go on the road. Well, one by one, my gigs were basically taking me from Chicago to the East Coast, down to Florida, and then uh, out west from there. Uh-huh. And those, those those gigs from Chicago to the East Coast were being canceled. And um, So I got time for me to check out. I realized that... Um, well, you know, a lot, a lot of most of the tour may may actually end up being canceled. But I, I said, well, I, I need to um, put myself uh, in a position where I can go pick some of these gigs if somehow things do improve. Right. Obviously, they didn't. But so I um, looked at my schedule, and the first um, um, gigs that had not canceled yet were two places in Virginia, probably not as far from you. I had uh, a gig in Richmond, which was canceled, and then two outside of Richmond in a town called uh, Farmville, and then one in Blackstone. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, and about then, two hours um, from me. Yeah. So, right. So, um, so I, 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 I decided to, to go to, to Virginia, find the place, um, and I had been through that a year before, uh, around March and April, or April, actually. Really enjoyed um, the country. Oh, that, that beautiful! Time of year. Yeah. So I decided to go there for a couple of weeks and uh, see what happens. Turns out I was there for three months. <laughs> wow! Uh, there in, in Central Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I recorded um, many of these songs. Oh, cool! Okay. Um, yeah. So um, and then in in I I came back to Chicago and finished recording some other. And, and then mix the entire project. You yeah. know? So now now I have it uh, all finished and got the discs here at my side. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so yeah, I got the album ready to go, and uh, its official release date is December 1st. Awesome. Well, I love that connection. Thanks for sharing that part of the story. Yeah, so the, the record is Wonderlust, and as you said, December 1st. Um, how can people get on the uh, the list, check out some of the tunes, uh, pre-order maybe, um, get in touch with you and listen to some of your earlier early music? The best place uh, is, is my website, www.justinhowl.com, J-U-S-T-I-N-H-O-W-L.com. And um, there you can, and, and right now at least, you can get the album for free. I've done it available for uh, free download. Oh, cool! Uh, from okay. various uh, various download streaming options, you can bring it and download the entire album or the tracks that you wish to download. Yep. Also, you can listen to the earlier album there, and uh, so yeah, it'll be on all the main streaming services, or, or perhaps most of them uh, streaming services. And um, available on, on on disc on CDs if that's something that you uh, still uh, listen to. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So good. You, you can you can pre pre order it. Yeah. Good. Well, I I um, have enjoyed uh, 
talking to you about uh, this music, and and uh, I, I certainly uh, have enjoyed listening to it, and I wish you well with it. Uh, I'm I'm sure you will um, get a lot of positive response, and I would love to catch you when you come back through our area, and we certainly encourage the listeners to to uh, watch out for your upcoming tour. We hope sooner than later, for sure. Yeah, I hope so. Great. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Greg. It's been a pleasure. Let's take a listen to Wanderlust. It's the title track of his new record. Sweet baby, I got some things I want to say. It's been on my mind nearly all today. I want to make you my one and only girl. I want to be in your life and part of your world. And don't you ever let nothing pull us apart. I got love in my lawn, got love in my heart. Sweet baby, I know you must look nice. I want to hug you once and then kiss you twice. I've been waiting all day just to see your face. I want to hold you close in a warm embrace. Don't you ever let nothing pull us apart. I got love in my lawn, got love in my Sweet baby, now I'm standing at your gate Sweet baby, hope you don't make me wait I wanna get to know you like Adam New Eve I wanna get as close as a flower and a bee And don't you ever let nothing pull us apart I got love in my lawns, got love in my heart Sweet baby, won't you buzz me in I got take up two and a bottle of gin We can have our fill And then have some more We can have dessert And eat it down on the floor and Don't you ever let nothing Pull us apart I got love in my lawn Got love in my heart Maybe you forgot I just can't be that you're not home Cause your car's outside and your lights are on I hope you never let nothing pull us apart I got love in my loins, got love in my heart Sweet babe, I wonder who is that man Who just walked outside in your shirt and pants Could it be true? You'd never let nothing pull us apart. I got love in my lungs. I got love in my heart. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.